Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, and you will hear Father Joe Hudson speak on the scriptures of the day, Matthew twenty-four thirty-six. As you listen, see if you can answer these questions. The questions. 1. How does the Left Behind series and song find its roots in today's readings? 2. Is the message of Advent that our salvation is close, or has it already come? And 3. What do we mean by the third coming of Christ? The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. <clears throat> Jesus said to the disciples, But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have left his house be broken into. Therefore also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. God, our salvation is coming. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The spiritual darkness of night began to recede as the first hint of salvation's light slowly began to paint the eastern sky. Soon salvation's dawning beauty broke across the horizon of history in a manger in Bethlehem. And yet, we still await the full appearance of salvation in all its glory and magnificence yet to come. These end-of-times events were spoken of in the song, I Wish We'd All Been Ready. It was released in 1969. Any of you remember that song? I knew you and I would remember this, Chuck. Well, here's how it goes. Life was filled with guns and wars, and everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. Children died, the days grew cold, a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. 
I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. A man and wife asleep in bed. She hears a noise and turns her head. He's gone. I wish we'd all been ready. Two men walking up a hill. One disappears and one's left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. How could you have been so blind? The father spoke, the demons dined. The sun has come, and you've been left behind. You've been left behind. You've been left behind. Well, 25 years after this song was recorded, the two authors, Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins, wrote the first of what would become a 16-part book series called the Left Behind series. Their first book was entitled Left Behind, a novel of the Earth's last days. Both the song and the Left Behind series are chock full of deep dread and foreboding. The songwriter and the authors adhere to a dispensational theology that often includes belief in the pre-tribulation, premillennial rapture of the Christian church at the end of times. And I have to say that this is, as you look across um, the global Christian community, this is quite a fringe interpretation of scriptures. And I am sure that you will be glad to hear that I am not going to spend any time explaining any of that theology to you this morning. Well, people who hold to this belief system back it up with a literal interpretation of various Old and New Testament scriptures. Today's gospel reading is one of those passages. Jesus spoke and said this, When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them away. You see, the people of Noah's time were busy with their daily routines and their activities, loving life, participating in community celebrations. Unfortunately, they didn't realize what was going to happen. They were unaware of the terrible deluge that was coming. Jesus continued his lesson. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch. For you don't know what day your Lord is coming. You must be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. Well, there will come a day when Christ Jesus will be revealed in all his glory. When all creation will be made new. When the full reign of God will come to its fruition. Therefore, we are called to keep watch. To be ready. 
The Apostle Paul spoke of that day in our epistle reading. He said, You know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Well, these words are quite appropriate on this, our first Sunday in Advent. Our salvation is indeed nearer to us. And yet, in another sense, our salvation has already come. As the shepherds were out in the Bethlehem fields many centuries ago, an angel appeared to them, proclaiming, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. So you see, salvation has already come, wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Jesus the Christ brought us our salvation. And yet, as the Apostle Paul reminds us, salvation is also still to come. He said, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. So we still await our full salvation. On this, the first Sunday of Advent, we begin our annual season of looking back. We look back towards the birth of Jesus with great expectation. We prepare our homes and churches with creches and garland and lights and bows and ornaments. We also prepare our hearts, not just for the anticipation of family gatherings and good food and good conversation and increased waistlines, but for the completion of our salvation, for a salvation that has already sprouted, budded, and bloomed. It sprouted at our baptism, budded through our confirmation and growth in the faith, bloomed each time we caught sight of Christ moving in mysterious ways in our lives and in our community. But that salvation has not yet produced the fruit of full salvation. We anticipate that day when Christ will renew all things. Author Ruth Haley Barton wrote this, Advent is a season for waking up to all the ways Christ comes to us. Yes, the themes of Advent help us celebrate and commemorate his first coming in the Incarnation. They encourage us to anticipate his second coming in glory, of course. But there is also such a thing as the third coming of Christ. That is, all the ways in which Christ Jesus comes to us now, bringing light for our darkness, peace for our turmoil, hope for our despair. It can be easy for us as Christ followers to settle comfortably into the routines of life with family and friends and faith, the daily rhythms of cooking and conversation and, yes, Thanksgiving cleanup, the weekly routines of communion, coffee hour, singing and hymns, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, Christmas and Easter, Advent, Epiphany, Lent, ordinary time. In the midst of life's comfortable, familiar rhythms, Jesus and Paul speak to us. The time is urgent. The hour is late. Paul wrote, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. Jesus said, you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. 
Be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Jesus and Paul call us to reach higher, to go deeper. They call us to remain alert and awake, full of anticipation and excitement in this spiritual journey of life we are on. Attending weekly Sunday services is vital, and it's a good start. But one hour each week is not really enough to enable us to grow in our relationship with God and with each other. The book of Hebrews tells us this, you must encourage one another each day and you must keep on while there is still a time that can be called today. We do this by stretching and challenging ourselves, by regularly learning something new about God and our faith, by reading or listening to something that may stretch us and possibly even make us a little unsettled at times. Try something new. Attend the two Advent prayer and reflection services next month. Attend a men's or women's Bible or book discussion. Join the Centering Prayer Group or open your book of common prayer and start praying the daily office. Maybe begin with Compline at the end of the day or maybe add in morning prayer. Explore a daily examen or Lexio Divina. The options are numerous. The dawning of salvation is here. Be prepared. Be awake. The questions. One, how does the Left Behind series and song find its roots in today's readings? Two, is the message of Advent that our salvation is close or has it already come? And three, what do we mean by the third coming of Christ?